This is the Scoop for Tuesday. Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. On Sunday, hundreds gathered near Tampa to show support to the people of Palestine. However, WMNF's Chris Young reports that the governor, Ron DeSantis, took to social media to call the demonstrations abhorrent. The demonstration came after Hamas fighters attacked Israel during a surprise attack a day prior. Israel declared war afterwards. Demonstrators met on North 56th Street and East Fowler Avenue. DeSantis later posted on social media Sunday that the rallies in Tampa and Fort Lauderdale were, quote, supporting Hamas and are abhorrent. Abdullah Jabber is with CARE Florida, a Muslim civil rights and advocacy organization. He was at the protests. And siding with one side is, again, the root of the problem. We are siding with one side without really looking at the root cause. Hassan Shibley, a civil rights lawyer, was also in attendance. I see many of my fellow Americans outraged when they see an Israeli child killed, as they should be and as we all are. But we heard deafening silence when day after day we see Palestinian children killed. Also on Sunday, Tampa Mayor Jane Castor issued a statement in support of Israel. The mayor and governor joined President Biden and other U.S. leaders in declaring support for Israel. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. The Florida Board of Education has approved a personal finance textbook by popular conservative money guru Dave Ramsey for the first time. The Pasco County School Board has taken steps to formally adopt it, too. Jessica Wright is with the Florida Freedom to Read Project. She says documents from PASCO Reviewing Committee obtained in a public records request describe a textbook riddled with shortcomings. These notes are pretty overwhelming, and they state several times how the Ramsey textbook does not align, how it doesn't provide needed materials for English language learners, how it does not provide basically enough in an accessible way that's going to be great for our teachers. Wright will be among those speaking at a hearing in Land Lakes today. A total of 57 people have filed objections to the textbook saying it contains religious references and is too biased towards Ramsey's personal views against all debt and the use of credit cards. The Tampa Bay Times reports low-income St. Petersburg residents who don't have access to cars will be able to take public transit for free throughout Pinellas County starting next month. Last week, the St. Petersburg City Council unanimously approved $175,000 in city funding for the Pinellas Suncoast Transit Authority. The money will go toward the Transit Authority's Transportation Disadvantaged Program, which provides reduced-cost services for residents who don't have other options to get to work, medical appointments, or other essential destinations. Households that make less than 200% of the federal poverty level, or about $29,000 a year for a single person, or $60,000 for a family of four are eligible. The program mostly relies on state funding. It gets more than $4 million from Florida last year. The Florida Democratic Party raised $804,000 from July 1st through September 30th while spending about $387,000, according to a new finance report posted on the State Division of Elections website. Among the contributions were $50,000 each from Palm Gardens attorneys Fred Cunningham and Sean Dominic, State candidates, political committees, and parties face a deadline today for filing reports detailing finance information for the year's third quarter.
Florida Congressman Matt Gates made headlines this week as he made good on his promise to remove House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Despite this, his fellow Republican lawmakers did not join him in voting against McCarthy. Ledge King at the National Journal spoke to the Florida Roundup about why they opposed the move. There's a sense that, hey, we have bigger battles to fight. The last thing we want to do going into an important cycle is look like we're dysfunctional and can't govern. One of those battles is another potential government shutdown. NPR's Greg Allen has been in Gates Congressional District, which houses Eglin Air Force Base and has a large military and veteran population. He says that people he has spoken to there don't seem to be concerned that Gates' actions might lead to a shutdown. If you're an active duty military, are you that involved politically? You know, veterans much more so, and I think they're hit less than this by this. Um, so, you know, I just don't think it plays big here. While pay would be stopped for active duty military during a shutdown, Congress would likely approve retroactive pay once it ended. Senate Republicans will gather next week to formally designate Wakulla Republican Ben Albritton as the next Senate president. The Republican caucus has scheduled a meeting at 2 p.m. October 17th for the designation. Albritton is slated to become president after the November 2024 election succeeding Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo. Republicans are able to choose the next president because they hold a large majority in the Senate. Al Britton is the current Senate Majority Leader. House Republicans last month formally designated Representative Daniel Perez to succeed Speaker Paul Renner after the 2024 elections. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.